Hey guys, what's going on? It's John and Ryan here for No Holding Back. We're about to recap week three of the NFL season here. Uh, John and Ryan went head-to-head on our against-the-spread picks. And for the second week in a row, sorry, Ryan, but I ended up out-picking you once again. So I know (laughs) you were talking a lot of shit before we were getting on, saying that this is going to be your week, and it looks like, based on these spreads, it's something that you are really going to love when betting on those games tomorrow or Thursday and on Sunday. So we're going to do a little recap of week three, get into what's going ahead of us in week four, going to touch on some of the changes of what's going on in the game and also kind of some of the changes that we're seeing over the summer and into the fall when the NBA training camp starts leading up. So... I guess, Ryan, if you had to pick one game from this past week that really stood out to you, regardless of the big spreads or, or whatever, which one would that be that we want to talk about first? First one I want to talk about is my boy Gardner Minshew put it on a nice little clinic on Thursday night, starting up to week right. Uh, I, I think a lot of people were discounting the Jags. The whole Ramsey talk was going on. They were looking to trade him. And this rookie comes, QB comes in, not only is he filling in for the QB starter, he's also dealing with all this controversy and best defense player on their team getting traded. They're, they haven't been playing too well. And he comes and scores a win where nobody thought they were going to win. So I, he's looking pretty good. And if he keeps this up, to me, that's an interesting combo. And if Foles is going to play again. Yeah, and I think we saw that with two other games, too, about, you know, the kind of the backup quarterbacks coming in and, and having this the kind of QB controversy going into the next couple of weeks. I, you know, we all know Gardner Minshew can sling the rock. He's coming from that Mike Leach pedigree up in Washington State, I believe. And I believe he's probably, you know, top five in Pac-12 passing records over there. So we all know he could sling it. It's just a matter of kind of Really, in that game, who was going to show up? Marcus Mariota that we all know or Marcus Mariota that's a flash in the pan? And we saw kind of what happened that in that game. Yeah, definitely did. I mean, their defense has been looking this tough either. So, been uh, questionable about what's going on as of late. Yeah, and I think, you know, Mike Vrabel's trying to take into account that, that defense that he's seeing in in, in – his time in new England. And it's really not translating that well because he doesn't have those type of players that were buying into that system. So, I mean, I think that, um, that was one of the things that we really wanted to, to touch on, especially when somebody decided to pick the Tennessee defense to start in our fantasy football league. Yeah. So, so what's your key game of the week? Well, my key game of the week, I think had to be the, um, giants and Buccaneers game. I mean, we both were talking about it, that this was going to be, you know, Daniel Jones is big kind of, you know, start uh, what that defense was going to look like, what um, the Buccaneers were going to be able to do. And uh, look what ended up happening. Now we got everybody in New York media and in ESPN and on Fox Sports claiming that Daniel Jones is the next coming of fucking Kurt Warner. <laughs> and yeah, I think, now. I, yeah, I think everybody better calm down a bit. Tampa Bay's not exactly the best team in the NFL there. Yeah, I mean, the. The thing that just rattles my cage about everything, and, and you know, I know you don't want to see Daniel Jones succeed because you like 
you know, you like to see the Giants kind of in a pit of misery, especially over the last <laughs> couple of years. But I mean, you know, it's it, he's playing against a team who just is not there. They would have lost the game if their kicker could hit an extra point and 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 a and a field goal to end the game. And you know what? Now they're going to lose their best pl- They lost their best player for probably four to six weeks. And they're going to play a much better team next week um, in the, I believe they're playing, who are they playing next week? The Redskins? Redskins, so, yep. So, you know, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the next couple of weeks. But that that was kind of my game of the week that I, that I was focusing on beforehand. And then obviously based on his performance, um, kind of what was going on afterwards. So. So why don't, why don't we get right into it then for the Lions okay. for next week? All right. And we'll we'll tip on some of the analysis as we go through each one. Sure. So I guess I like it. to my delight or lack thereof delight, we'll start off with Thursday night game. Eagles traveling to Green Bay, getting four and a half points. Uh after watching that abysmal loss this past weekend to the Lions, Carson Week Wentz has now won two back-to-back games, thrown game-winning drives to just have the ball dropped and still lose. It's amazing. <laughs> you you uh, know what, though? I, I do have to say, and I have to give shout-out to fi- the city of Philadelphia. You see that video of the guy who was getting interviewed about the kids getting thrown out of the burning building? <laughs> Like, yep, sure did. <laughs> so not dropping them like Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, so if you just go to our Twitter page, you'll see I posted the video for everybody, and he just you know has to sit there and just plugs and Nelson Aguilar dropping balls. But to Aguilar's uh, Aguilar's credit, I think he ended up giving the guy tickets to their next home game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. search them out and all. So it was good deed. Um, yeah, but he's got to catch some the balls. Good humor. I'm sure he's just like, what's the tickets? I just wanted him to catch the goddamn ball. <laughs> Quite literally roast it. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about this. So I, uh, I'm one of the people that think right now that the Packers are the most improved team in, in football, just based on the defense additions that they, that they had. I don't like the fact that they end up kind of looking like they're just taking the foot off the gas during games, especially when they're going up like two touchdowns up early, which has happened in the last two out of the three games. Uh, I'm taking the Packers at home. Uh, I, I don't think that the Eagles are going to be able to, um, you know, kind of keep up, especially with all the injuries that are going on in the receiving core. For whatever reason, they haven't been able to get Miles Sanders going, and Aguilar is going to drop another key pass. So, um uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, with the Packers on this one at home at Lambeau. So, Packers that, like you said, their defense has been outstanding. That offense just hasn't impressed me that much. It's been quite stagnant at times. So you're saying take the foot off the gas, or they're just the schemes aren't clicking for old Aaron Rodgers over there. Uh, one of the things I think with the Eagles is. We need some regression of luck. They've had no sacks the past two weeks, no pressure. Right. Uh, they're going to Alshon back. So I, I think they're comfortable in this count-me-out mentality. So I'm going to ride or die and go one more week taking them. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> but you know what? The thing about the Packers is I think the Packers are probably the second-best team in football. And, you know, we'll see really how – Well, you, you're better than Chiefs or the Patriots? 
Yeah, I do. I, well, I don't think they're better than the Patriots. Uh, I think the Patriots are the best team in football. The Chiefs, uh, you know, the Chiefs are beatable. It's just a, it's just a matter of them putting up against like a, a, a good defensive team. And and, a, and a, look what the Ravens were almost able to do. It's you just have to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, which is what they did in the first half of that game. So yeah, but then you're talking about a guy who's also posted up four TDs in a quarter. So yeah, no, I know, but that's because he was on the field for four straight series in the second <laughs> quarter. Like that's not supposed to happen. So easier said than done. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, to me, I Chiefs are the best team in football for me right now. Uh, Pat's being number two. I, I think it's a toss up between the two. So yeah, it could go either way. I just think Patrick Mahomes is starting to hit another gear and you got to be able to get him off the field. Like you said, cause that man's going to put up points. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we talk about the next, uh, quarterback from that same draft class with the Deshaun Watson and the Texans at home playing the Panthers Panthers coming off a which is another an, an impressive win, which uh, I believe neither of us called last week, and we didn't really think that Kyle Allen, who the fuck is Kyle Allen, to come <laughs> in and basically, um, you know, start a quarterback controversy in Carolina. I I mean I guess we should have known better, right? When you're uh, when you're saying over there. You can't get any worse than Cam Newton. The whole team I, didn't look too bad. <laughs> well, Kyle Allen's just not not a name that's synonymous with good quarterback play. I, I just have to say, and and not you know to hit any guys that are named Kyle that listen to the show or Allen or you know I just don't like people with two first names. So I, you know what, the kid played well, and I don't think that's I think it was a flash in the pan. Uh, the Texans obviously have a much better defense, and I'm going to go with the Texans this week over the Panthers. Yeah, not much different for me. I usually discount the Texans, but I they haven't shown me anything yet to discount them. I mean, you, you still always have the questionable decisions by Bill O'Brien at times. Uh, yeah. Deshaun getting murdered because the line is not that great, but... Yeah. I, I think they have enough. They had a tough game this past weekend, but still pulled it out. So I think they have enough to cover versus the Panthers this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, so one difference I like that. so far. All right, well, you know, we're 50-50. <laughs> uh, next we have the Browns at Raven. the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Fuck the Browns. I don't even want to talk about it. I, I don't even really want to talk about them. I really don't. I'm tired of the, the hype and what, all that bullshit. Well, what, did, so. what did you think about the Ravens in KC this past week? Well, I like I was saying before, when we were talking about like the best team in football, mm. I, I thought the Ravens did a great job in the first quarter and in the, in the, in the first part of the second quarter of controlling the clock, running the ball with Ingram, and kind of um, keeping Mahomes off the field. Once they st- once they really kind of started giving Mahomes uh, Jackson the ability to kind of try to throw it, which you saw his inaccuracies that everybody was really worried about when he was coming into the NFL, and Mahomes was getting more touches, and you know you give the guy a lot of touches, he's going to score points. I think you just need to you know manage how much he's how much he's on the field. Case in point, when New England beat them in the AFC Championship game, the guy wasn't able to touch the ball in overtime, so. 
I think that the Ravens played a really a really good game until you know they did it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now that that covers that game, that was real quick. <laughs> Since John doesn't want to talk about any of the struggles with the Browns, that's all right. Well, I mean, would I mean, if you want to listen, I, I could go. No, on a, I, I, I don't see them overcoming them. So they're, it, it's kind of moot discussing them. <laughs> well, because they, they, they have a lot of issues going on with the line, the schemes. It, um, just doesn't like seem. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem like it's there. Nothing's clicking. Nothing was, nothing's being, um, you know, laid out for Baker to succeed with this uh, crappy line. It doesn't seem like they're adapting at all. They're not utilizing all their weapons, and the list goes on, man. Um, and I, I don't see anything getting better with it unless they have a miracle. Freddie Kitchens, unless he starts cooking something better in that kitchen, we're going to have oh. a long season. Yeah, and Rex Ryan came out and said this week that he thought Baker Mayfield was heavily, or ex- excuse me, extremely overrated, which uh, was very yeah, interesting. Well, which you could also say about Rex's coaching career. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. A Super Bowl and two AFC Championship games. Fucking. <laughs> Whatever. The good thing about this week is the Jets aren't playing, so I don't have to get all stressed out about what the hell is going on, even though I didn't really watch the game that much. But anyway, I digress. That other team in New York, Dolphins, uh, Redskins versus Giants. Redskins getting three, I believe, against the Giants, which is right. shocking to me. In the Meadowlands. Uh, in the Meadowlands. You know, Barkley's not playing. The, the Redskins have a much better defense than what the Buccaneers were able to throw out. I'm going to take the Redskins here because... I, I just believe that even though watching that Redskins game last night, the Giants are definitely not the Bears defense. I, I think they're going to get give Keenum a lot more time. I think Scary Terry is going to run all over the place. So I'm going to go with the Redskins. Get, and especially getting three. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to Redskins. The Giants haven't done it for me. Maybe that's being me a hater, or maybe it's me thinking that all the bookies out there just love the nickname Danny Dimes, so they can finally get one in there. Um, I, I'm not buying it, so I'm going with the Redskins as well. All right. Leading into this, this is one of the most um, crazy things, right? With the Dolphins, it's almost like when you're looking at how the Lions are going to start, you, you got to start by giving the other team 14 points and baking in your uh, spread from there. It's crazy. So you, the char- Chargers are laying 17 in Miami. This is hard for me because through the first half of that Cowboys-Dolphins game yesterday, the Dolphins were in pretty good shape um, until, you know, I think Rosen got knocked out of the game and, and you know, just the Dolphins being the Dolphins. Right. I, I agree. The score didn't tell the whole tale. They, they were yeah. hanging around um, in that game. So, and I, I've been watching the Chargers. Something's not clicking all the way with that offense. I don't think they're blowing out anybody by 17. I'm going with the Dolphins getting 17 at home. Yeah, I want to do that too. I really do. Uh, but I think the Chargers coming off two just terrible losses. Um, I think they try and maybe right the ship here. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. 
Yeah, I'm uh, going to go with the Chargers and see what they can do. But I, I that's a tough game. 17 points. Uh, yeah, I just want to be on the other side of this, I think. I don't blame you. Doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give me encouragement riding with the Dolphins. Oh, speaking uh, of encouragement, are we knocking yeah. on wood? Uh, we knocked on wood last week. We knocked on wood last week, and it, and it kind of bit us in the ass. And it fucking knocked us on our head. Yeah, I know. So we got Raiders versus Colts. Colts at home. Raiders getting seven. I mean, the mm-hmm. Colts look good. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looks like he's running that offense really well. Yeah, the, the one question is, I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's going to be in this game. I know. So apparently he had a he was out for the second half of the game last week. After he caught that touchdown pass, I think he's got a bruised quad. Right. Um, I don't know. I think Darius Leonard's still playing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Colts on this one. I think the Colts are gonna be able to pull this one out. I don't, I don't think the Raiders are still are, are there yet, um, especially with the Colts being at home. Right. I, I'm also going with the Colts. I think their defense is too much. Um, just better coaching all around. So it, I'm just sticking with the Colts. Yeah. Okay, I think I know where you're going on this next game. We got the the Chiefs at the Lions. Uh, first of all, this line is a little uh, interesting. So the Lions are getting six and a half points at home. Right. I think the Lions could be one of the more overrated teams in the NFL f- through the first three weeks, and I believe they're what two zero and one. Uh, I think the Chiefs kind of go into go into Ford Field and kind of put them in their place. You know, they'll, they'll be like the big brother that kind of slaps the little brother around and kicks him and puts him in the corner. I think that's what's going to happen this week. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Hey, I'm betting the Chiefs every week. My boy Mahomes to keep putting up and breaking that spread. So why not? They're giving way too much credit to the Lions here. I'm going with the Chiefs. All right. Okay, so here we go. I think this next game is probably the game of the week. So uh, Patriots are visiting Bills Mafia. Patriots are giving seven points to the Bills at home. Mm-hmm. Undefeated Bills, Bills, by the way. This is going to put one team in the sole lead of the division. Yeah, and I'm, and I went with the Jets Covering that big-ass spread. You went with the history. I said that it wasn't going to happen. Thank God Jamal Adams picked that ball off and ran it back for a touchdown. Because <laughs> and made Brady get back in there. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, I think the Bills are getting a lot of a lot of credit. I think the, they squeaked out a lucky win and beat a, a, just a beat-up Jets team. Um, then they almost blew the lead against the Bengals last week. So I'm going to go with the Pats. Yeah, I also have the Pats here. It's it's just a much better team. I don't think it's that close. Um, I mean, hey, I they're dealing with one of the best defenses in the league. I'd say they're top five right now, the Bills have. It's just I don't see them having enough offensive power. Uh, at times, Allen could be super inaccurate, so I think the Pats' DBs might have a field day back there. But yeah. you never know. Allen can get hot. We, we've seen him make game-winning drives. It's quite impressive. Well, well let's re- I, let's remember the one big thing, right? The Patriots haven't allowed haven't allowed a offensive touchdown all year, I believe. Yeah. So they they have the best defense in football right now, which is you know bringing 
bringing kind of this all full circle, Tom Brady ended up starting in the NFL with a great defense, and it looks like he's now going to end his NFL career with a great Patriots defense. <laughs> you should hope. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> all right, moving on. So to your fabled Titans and Mariota going to the Falcons in Atlanta. Uh, Titans are getting four and a half. Okay, so you know, yesterday was the 19-year anniversary of the greatest sports movie of all time. Remember the Titans? So I am going to go with the Titans here, getting four and a half. The reason being is that the Falcons lost their defensive leader last week with a torn Achilles, and um, Neil goes out. I don't really know what is going on with the Falcons' offense and the Falcons' defense. I mean, they... It's sick for all those offensive uh, weapons on that team for them not to be winning these games. But I think the Titans are going to go in and beat the Falcons at home. Right. And also Titans long week to prepare as well. Right. It's another stat for you. But I'm I'm still going to have to go with the Falcons. They've been playing tough. They've been impressing me a lot more than I've seen, than I thought they would. Um, So might as well ride it out. Go with the Falcons, laying the points. All right, good, because I was tired of fucking agreeing with you over the last three picks. This is just not right when we agree. It's not what should be happening, Ryan. But on this one, it's pretty sad to say that I think this Bucks rams game out in L.A., I'm probably going to agree on this one. Nine and a half points Bucks are getting against the Rams. I'm still going to go with the Rams. Yeah, Bucks haven't shown me anything. I don't think anything's going to change when they go out there. Uh, like you said, they just lost their best best player on offense. So how are they going to put up points? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't so. see it happening. All right, next game we got to pick here is the Seahawks going to Arizona to play Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Still winless. I thought they were going to get their first win last week. Right. Um, didn't happen. But, Battle of uh, birds. Yeah, and I think you know what I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, I think that uh, they are going to be able to pull this one out, especially I don't think Patrick Peterson is back from his suspension yet. I know the Cardinals have a pretty good defense. Uh, I think we're going to go. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I also have the Seahawks. The Cardinals haven't shown me much. I think you're dealing with the experienced coach. They've been playing solidly as of late. I don't see the Cardinals giving much threat. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. now to interesting game. The Vikings coming into Chicago with two pretty darn sketchy quarterbacks, Kirk Coupons and Trubisky. So the Vikings are getting two and a half going into Chicago. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Going I with don't, the Vikings. Yeah, I don't I don't like what Nagy is doing with that Bears offense. I don't like what Mitchell Trubisky is doing under center. I don't like how they're um, not involving Montgomery in in the in the passing game. And I also think that um, the Vikings defense and the Bears defense is 
The Bears are better, obviously, but I think it's going to be a defensive game and that the quarterbacks are going to have to win the game, but neither of them are going to do so. And the best running back in football right now from a yards per carry average is Dalvin Cook. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yeah, I I am going to go against you. Go with the Bears. Um, I don't know why. It's probably crazy, but I... I think the Vikings are going to struggle mightily to score against the Bears. And it's it probably going to come down to a field goal game. I'm, I'm hoping the Bears pull it off. We know their history of the double doink. So and so you, in general. So you're picking the Bears because <laughs> you think it's going to come down to a field goal game. Yep. History okay. has to write itself at some point. Uh-huh. All right. You know he missed the field goal <laughs> last night too, right? <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. Okay, so the London Jags, I mean the Jacksonville Jaguars, are going to uh, Denver to play the Broncos. This game is basically Jalen Ramsey just kind of, you know, telling Joe Flacco he sucks all game. I am going to go and ride the Gardner Minshew, the third train, or the second. He's the second. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that story? That's a great story. So his father is Gardner Minshew, the first, obviously, and Gardner Minshew, the second, would be a junior. But apparently where they come from, junior, if you're a junior, you get called Bubba. So they didn't want his son being called Bubba, so he named him the second. So his name is Gardner Minshew, the second, instead of Bubba. But I'm riding Bubba all the way for a win in this game. That's for damn sure. Well— there's a reason I'm doing this podcast in my job strap, and mm-hmm. it's for all for Minshew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, to add on to your story, though, it, it was a misnomer for a time there, too, because Gardner's dad does not actually go by Gardner. So a lot of people were thinking that he was the second without a first. So <laughs> the legend was even better for a time there. And, and then sad he ended up short. You're sad to report that 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 it's is not true. true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought we were going to have more of a legend of Gardner on this show. I mean, there's more to come. It's out there. So I, I guess you're picking the Jags then. Oh yeah, I bet the Jags the other week, right after Thursday night football, and I knew Jalen was staying. <laughs> after I messaged you, I I had a feeling that Ramsey was staying. So. Oh okay. All right. All right. You had some little inside sources that you didn't want to share with everybody on Tuesday. Hey, got to take my leads where I can get them. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. All right. Speaking of leads, Cowboys and Saints in NOLA. Mm -hmm. Cowboys are giving three to the Saints. Right. Yeah, I I think this is a game that the Saints are going to pull out all the stops. And I don't see the Cowboys hanging with them in this. I'm going to take the Saints with the points. I agree. And you know what? I think it's not even going to be that close. I think this Saints game is going to show the Cowboys, like, true colors. Because they had a pretty soft schedule the first three weeks. Right. They beat the Giants, the Skins, and the Dolphins. Right. And I think they're going to go down to New Orleans and they're going to get popped in the mouth. So I'm taking the Saints as well. 
And then we come to the Monday Night Rivalry. The Bengals coming to the Steelers. The battle of the woefuls right now. Oh, yeah. I'm going with the Steelers. I don't think that I think the last time that they lost four games in a row was back in 1983. And it's a home game. And the Steelers are actually confident they're going to be able to turn this around. So that division can get a little interesting if the Steelers end up winning this game. So I'm going to go with the Steelers to keep it interesting. And they better hope so because that pick's looming. Although Minka did look pretty good the other night with the interception and forced fumble. So I'm also going with the Steelers. I'm thinking they're liking what they – semi-liking what they see with Rudolph. Hopefully it keeps progressing. So I'm going to stick it out, and I think the Steelers pull this one off at home. Uh, If not, those fans might get a little rowdy out there in Steel Town. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers' defense looks really good. It's just a matter of getting James Conner going, which he kind of looks like a big dud so far. And then, um, you know, everyone was kind of talking about how good that Steelers' offensive line is. And I know the big debate is whether – the running back makes a good offensive line or vice versa. I mean, you know, I don't know how they can't protect him and give him some time to throw. But, you know, we'll see. But I think the Steelers win and uh, make that division more interesting. But the one thing that I do want to say, and one of the things that is kind of frustrating me a little bit in this NFL season, is the lack of interesting football on Thursday, Sundays, and Mondays. Like, what's it, – it's it's a watered-down product. And you know what? Mark Cuban was talking about it three or four years ago that they're going to have this big worry. And you know what? I think it's here. Yeah, I mean, we've always had this where we've had poor, isolated games, right? And I also think they don't do a good enough job breaking up the games on Sunday as well where you're slating – all the games at one o'clock and maybe three stragglers at four. So you, mm-hmm. you show a lot more of that. If you have more on more games at once, people are going to not really notice those uh, stragglers out there. The water down ones, as you want to call it. Um, but one of the things I, in my personal opinion, I, I feel that's slowing it down this year is the new ruling with the pass interference. I, I, oh I think, God. Right. I, and being able to be questioned and all, I, I just think we're seeing more offensive pass interference for, than I've ever seen. It's kind of crazy. Right. And a lot of these refs are just almost clueless out there, more more so than I've ever seen, where, where they're just hesitant to actually call the play. You know, they, they might get blown up for it. I just think it's crazy. that To me, this rule – has been overdue from what they thought. Hopefully they have a course of correction or some action upon this. But right. to me, to me, it's been a lot of indecisiveness out there. Yeah. I mean, the, the rule itself, I believe they said that they were testing for this year to see how it goes. The one problem with the rule and being able to challenge it is the fact that they have not been able to consistently tell you what is a clear-cut pass interference call. And the other thing is, is that, you know, we were, I said this last week. I know whether it's pass interference after looking at the first replay, okay? It's, it's not rocket science, but it takes forever for them to make this call. So if they're going to make any change, I think that the change that they're going to need to make as the train goes by in the background is that we need to really 
focus on those calls only being within the two minutes. Kind of like the NBA when they do their instant replay. I think it should be the same thing for um, challenging pass interference because it, sh- it should be something that they look at every time because they have to look at every play in two minutes, right? Like it's only ref challenges within two two minutes. So if you're going to leave it up to the Correct. refs to make the decision, do it, it within the two minutes. I don't want to see coaches throwing challenges, especially on Hail Marys like they did three times last week. It's bullshit. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, I think they got to get rid of it. It's it's just slowing down the pace of play even more so. So I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I think they need to do away with that. But And I can see the issue, or I can see what you're saying about the 4 o'clock games being, you know, there's only three games that they do, and then they have the, the, the Sunday night game and then the Monday game. I get that. But at the same time, the only game that was entertaining to watch, whether you watch Red Zone or you watch your local TV or direct TV or whatever whatever you you use to, to watch these games, the only entertaining game is, is the games that the Chiefs play in because they score points and they run an offense that's basically backyard football. Everything else is just so scripted and it's so slow and it's the, it, and the amount of penalties and holding penalties. That's what I think they should change. I think they should change the holding penalty instead of giving it a ten yard penalty. It should just be five. Yeah, it's it, it's tough to say. Um, I mean, I think it cuts down on them trying to get away with it because they know you're not going to call it all the time. So when, when it's a 10-yard penalty, you're really setting your team back and it kind of deters the rest of the, somebody from trying to take advantage of the rule. So, so if you do it on one play, you're not going to do it right again, whereas like an NFL ref might be hesitant to call that twice in a row on a player. That's at least my thought behind it. Yeah, I guess so. But when you see the league, I think going into week two, there were 185 holding penalties called. And it's like, you know, if you want to promote – you know, an offensive game and more scoring, you know, having a lot of these, especially these first year quarterbacks because of all the injuries starting out first and 20, that's not really something that you really want to see. So maybe we should just do it like hockey, put them uh, two minutes in the box and then we'll see how they play with 10 men on the field. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I think it could be something that, um, they need to talk about in in the new CBA. And the other thing is is that the 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 fines that are being addressed to some of these players on some of these hits, and the calls that are being put on quarterbacks to to extend plays, it, it's really crazy to be honest. And it's decided four games already in the first in the first couple of weeks, and it's really starting to make me really sick. And Troy, uh, Troy Vincent, your Philadelphia Eagle alum, who I believe is the vice president of, I think, rules or something like that with the NFL. He ended up going on a radio show and was talking about how um, he wants the quarterbacks to stay healthy because the good quarterbacks are the ones that are putting up points. And it's like, yeah, OK, I get that. But at the same time, a lot of quarterbacks are hurt right now. Yeah. How about the one play this past weekend? Uh, after Keenan Allen got hurt towards Achilles, the refs threw a penalty flag on him for removing his helmet. Yeah. Uh, the guy just tore his Achilles. Can we use some common sense? Like, yeah, of course. If it's, his foot's there, all broken to shreds. Yeah, 
he might be taking off his helmet for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, because he's in pain. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody is torn an Achilles, should should know it is the worst feeling in the world. That is for shit sure. <laughs> but you know, I I think that you know that's enough of kind of like the NFL and what's going on. Um, right now, as of as of week two, uh, as of you know three weeks in, Ryan and I, as you know, didn't do our picks for week two. But uh, you know, we'll see how we look during during this week. I believe there was a couple of listeners that were betting on each side of us that won some money this week, Ryan. So hit us up to make sure you tell us kind of what you guys are doing and, and whether you agree or disagree with some of these lines. And I know the lines come in when we do the show on Tuesday night, but. It should be something that uh, we want to hear from you to see how you're doing for sure when right. it comes to the NFL. Also, great fight out there this Saturday, free on Fox if you have it. Uh, Spence versus Porter. So that should be entertaining. Porter always brings the fight. Will be one of those tough folks who's in there fighting in the uh, box, shall we say, against Spence, one of the youths who's taken over the middleweight divisions. So... I, I, I think Spence puts it away. Uh, will probably be close decision, but I, I like Spence, and it should be a very entertaining brawl because no one's leaving a Porter fight without a few marks on their face. So give us some more detail. Give us the listeners some more detail on what this fight's going to be like, and why is it on? Why is it a free fight on Fox? Like that's something I always wanted to know: is why certain promotions are done for everybody to watch and then others are kind of you have to either be an ESPN plus member and then have to pay for the fight or you know it's on showtime or what have you I'm sure it has something to do with the promotions it's that that's exactly it you nailed it on the head it's all it's all the promotions so who has the Fox deal is Al Heyman's premier boxing championship PBC um that's why the fights on Fox or Spence's the A corner uh he's with Al Heyman uh, and you're seeing on Fox. Some sometimes they do go to Showtime as well, so they they have the deal where they can put it back and forth. Uh, I I think it's a, a great idea to have it this Saturday. Should be a nice fight um, to really get a lot of views out there. And I like the decision not having it on Showtime. So I I think it's their way to kind of combat what these other. Pro- uh, promotions are doing so then you also have top rank who's with espn so that's why you see all those deals or get right. out charged for the pay-per-view because espn likes doing that charging you twice and double dipping in on your money well really three times right so if you have the, the cable you're really getting hosed right yeah um, i mean and, and top rank is bob arum right right top, bob okay. arum and then yeah and then on the zone um you have the British promoter whose name's slipping my mind right now, but they've really been trying to get a lot of people on there. That's John Skipper, who is the old uh, CEO of ESPN. Oh, uh, okay. Right. So he, he's been doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they've been having some good fights, but I, I think they really started to overpay in the beginning. And now it's coming around to them. Uh, they just got to draw a hard line in the sand. Uh, I, I know they just booked the Canelo fight. So that'll be a good one for them. And they also have the Ruiz Joshua number two. But 
that'll be on Jordan fucking Saudi Arabia. So who really cares too much about that? Right. But Canelo is bumping up to fight Kovalev. Kovalev past prime, as a lot of viewers might remember, uh, he had the battles with Andre Ward. Andre Ward right. really solved him and put it to him. But Kovalev still has that punch and power. It's just he's always been questioned as not that committed to the sport, I, I think. And is, he's really been susceptible to body shots. So I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's one of, Canelo, one of the good things Canelo is good at is putting on those hard body shots. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think we'll see him take full advantage of that when they do fight. And I, I'd have to go with Canelo on that, even bumping up a few weight classes. All right. Well, speaking of taking shots, and I want to, I want to transition a little bit to kind of what's going on over in the NBA right now. Um, training camp starting. First off, one of the big uh, kind of noises that's coming out of basketball right now is the United States end up placing seventh in the world championships. Now, granted, not a lot of the players went, not a lot of star players went or the best players went, but your boy, who you claim ruined the Sixers, his son, but his father, Jerry Colangelo, is saying that a lot of those guys that bailed on this year won't be going to the Olympics in Tokyo. So a lot of people are kind of clapping back at, at Jerry. Kind of want to see, especially you and your hatred for the Colangelo family. What do you think about what's going to happen moving forward to summer 2020 Olympics in this team? Well, I bet you there's a burner account out there somewhere sticking up for old man Colangelo. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. But... I like what how does he come off saying that like you don't do anything for basketball anymore besides ruin franchises uh <laughs> I mean I I get it you've done a lot of good over the years but man you're a little bit past your prime now I think we should be passing this on to some younger folks and people of where the NBA's headed not this old NBA foundation that was set up way before and is antiquated um, right and, and you're really going to punish players for not uh, playing in something that doesn't really give them too much value. Like they're, they're going back with their teams. Some say, or some may not, but in practice to make the overall quality better. I mean, I, I think this is uh, one of the best years again, coming up just because of all the parody, right? We don't have the warriors being that dominant base. All right. uh, they just got upset. So I, I, I think this year we could ha- really have that parity. There's a lot of teams out there who are vying for it, even in the West, man. Like, the, who, seeing who's going to make the playoffs is wild because there's about 12 good teams out there mm-hmm. who you can make a case for 9 through 12 getting in that eighth spot. So so it'll be an interesting year. And with now with the NBA draft um, – it doesn't really matter if you're you're tanking, so teams right. will go for it. So they're not incentivized to tank. Right. Um, so I I I just don't see where he's going with it, and with the popularity and with this way this year should go with it being a lot of exciting games. Now, if you want to take away the stars from the Olympics and really take the steam out of it, I think a lot of owners are going to have a big issue with that. Yeah, and, and for the guys that are, um, for the listeners, it's not like hockey where a lot of the owners in the NHL have an issue with their players going to play over in in, um, in the Olympics because 
I believe the NBA gives and then USA Basketball gives some types of insurances to owners and teams, which makes the risks not as big as it with with the NHL. And obviously, you can get hurt much easier in the NHL than you could in the NBA. But at the same time, you know they they had a lot of good players that were playing in that FIBA World Championship, and they still placed fucking seventh, which is sad. So I think that that's something that needs to be looked at in itself. And that's Greg Popovich's team now. Coach K is no longer there. So right. that 86-game win streak was snapped. But I think the FIBA is kind of crazy, man. It's a grueling season. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having an age limit on it, letting the younger players get up there, get their chance. And if you right. want to have something like once every two years, so – two years opposite, maybe like a world championship other than the right. Olympics. Okay, do that then. But don't be trying to make these players play every offseason like that. I, it's kind no, of I think it's every me. I think it's every like two years or something like that. Is they it? Do these world championships. Okay. Yeah. But you, you yeah. think it's funny you say that about the age is because I think they asked like Zion to play for Team USA, RJ Barrett to play for Canada, and those guys still didn't play. So um, I think it's going to be a very interesting – uh, dilemma that USA basketball is going to have moving forward because at the end of the day, a FIBA World Championship doesn't really mean much as like an Olympic gold. Case in point, you know, Carmelo Anthony can't get on a team. We all know why he can't get on a team, but the guy's got three gold medals and he thinks that that's more valuable <laughs> than an NBA championship. So, yeah. But, you know, but your boy KD talking a lot of shit. What do you think about that? Obviously, it was confirmed, the Nets confirmed that he's not going to be playing this season when he came out and started opening his mouth that he was. But how about him clapping back at Steve Kerr and saying that his offense was shit and he didn't feel welcomed in that Warriors locker room? And kind of basically some of the shit that you were saying leading up to free agency that he's soft. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to gloat a little bit here, Ryan. This isn't going to happen many times on this on this podcast. Uh, I don't think I need to gloat yet. I, I don't think this is anything. Wait to the New York media. He's lucky he didn't go to the Knicks, him and Kyrie. So I, I think we'll see it once he or how he performs with that team and the decisions they make. Uh, they could shut everybody up, but I don't agree with bad-mouthing where you were. Uh, obviously, we saw the differences, and he is pretty sentimental with mm-hmm. thin skin. Um, it's just what it is, and that's not going to survive in the New York environment. Um, so I think I'll take my chances with gloating then once we see it happen. All right, all right. I may not give you that same opportunity then that I did now. So <laughs> Don't worry, I'll take that one. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's all we have today for this week. Everyone, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you tell us how your bets are going. I think that at the end of the season, we're going to kind of see how much, how many wins we've stacked up and hopefully get a good following where you guys are taking some of our bets. I believe one of the guys ended up splitting Ryan and I's bets this past week and ended up being very, very, very wealthy over the weekend. So we're going to keep this this train rolling a little bit. If you want us to talk about anything else, make sure you just leave leave us a message on, on, on Twitter or Instagram based on what you're going to talk about. And as always, this is no holding back.